I'm Logan Bishop from Belmont University. And I'm Jenna Spinelli from Penn State. You're listening to Higher Ed Social, part of the Connect EDU network. My my aversion to TikTok is the fact that I will sit there and scroll through it and then look at the clock and be like, oh, wow, 20 minutes just passed. And all I did was watch a bunch of TikTok videos. And that's dangerous yeah. to me. I And the thing is, too, is that I have, I don't feel like participating in a um, social network where I have to actually do things <laughs> like lip sync and dance and my coordination while it would probably go viral by how horrible it is i have decided that is not in the cards for me um so yeah i don't think tiktok's dumb i just think it's i like to be an observer of it yeah me too and the thing and 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 i just really don't want to i just i just don't want to participate in it like i these days social media is so like i mean okay so i am the web and digital media manager so i do social media every day um and you know i lead the team that does social media but at the same time i am so tired of it right now Mm -hmm. that it's not even funny and you know considering and this is something every social media manager across the country has gone through. We're all going through social media crises right now of one shape or another, or at the same time. And, you know, let's take, this is not a brag, but my birthday was on Tuesday. Ooh, and I think birthday. it was Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday because <laughs> Monday was the 20th and that was my son's birthday. So anyway, um, I actually dreaded my birthday because I got a bunch of notifications of people telling me happy birthday, which is great. That should make me feel good. But notifications right now give me anxiety. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm dead serious. It gives me anxiety. I get five notifications in 30 minutes. Something's wrong. That is, that is what pops into my head. And Hey, there are people listening to this episode that told me happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's great. I, it's not you. It is not you. I want to see those because things have not been happy for me and it's been great to get happy notifications. But at the same time, I, I just can't help but be a little, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, yeah. just a little piece of me like, oh crap, did, did, something, did something happen? And, you know, and luckily nothing did. Some, it, was, uh, it was just my birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe some like enterprising developer out there will come up with a way to like segment your notifications. Or maybe this already oh, exists where not. you can have well, like, it does. I mean, happy notifications go one place and all your like, you know, anxiety inducing work notifications go somewhere else. But they don't pop up. I mean, they don't pop, they buzz until you look at them. So it's like, it's like, Schrod, it's like Schrodinger's iPhone, you know? Is it a positive or is it, is, is it a good notification or is it a bad notification? It's neither until right. you look at it. Yep. <laughs> Schrodinger's iPhone. Where, where, 
Where are we going? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the name of the episode. Who knows? <laughs> Jessica, if you could please introduce yourself, that would be so awesome. <laughs> sure. My name is Jessica DePaul. Um, I have been at NJIT, which is New Jersey Institute of Technology, for about two years. Um, and before that, I worked at Rutgers University for seven so um, about nine years of higher ed experience. And before that, I actually did marketing um, in children's books. So it was kind of always in that same scope for audience um, and everything. But when I was at Rutgers, I was in the um, brand office. So I handled all the university-wide advertising. Um, and I worked very closely with um, the admissions team for New Brunswick, which is kind of what led me to my job at NJIT. Now at NJIT, uh, my primary focus is graduate recruitment marketing. So my title is Associate Director of Recruitment Marketing. Um, I kind of roll up under enrollment management. So um, I get a lot of those just projects that get assigned. So sometimes I might be working on marketing materials for financial aid. Um, we just did something like a chatbot for the registrar, the bursar, our online departments and admissions. So it's really different projects that pop up. Um, but my main focus really is uh, recruitment marketing. So even though my main focus is graduate, I also handle international. And that's kind of where the whole campus tour kind of came about because we really needed some help with our international recruitment. Yeah, so you guys are using VR, right, for, yes. for your campus tour? Yeah, so when it kind of came up that we wanted um, just our our campus tour our virtual tour was very limited. It basically was um, like a picture drawing map and had a few pictures that popped up and everything like that when you clicked on them. So we kind of wanted to see what else was out there. And um, while I was kind of getting bids from different companies and seeing what was there, one company really kind of stuck out to me um, and we decided to go with them. It's Campus 360 and um, the, the main company is Sunrise. And the, one of the main reasons was they were able to host it in China. Um, and I know that's a big issue with a lot of our sites and everything like that. So what we kind of were able to do was they came on board. It's the 360 camera, which is really cool. I probably found every single tree that I could hide behind on campus over the week that we shot everything because I didn't want to be in every frame because it's, it's kind of like the Google camera where Google goes out and does everything. And um, because we had that capability, we actually created the um, almost like those cardboard goggles that we were going to use for all of our recruiters when they go out on the field so they can go into schools and just because the, the intent was international doesn't mean that we weren't going to use this everywhere. That's just kind of where the funding came from. So we were planning on sending a bunch of them out to our um, agents internationally. Um, and then COVID hit because we basically had all of these delivered in January. So we haven't been able to use the physical cardboard boxes, but we were able to send out the, the virtual tour um, on all of our websites. We really promoted it heavily um, in China. And if anybody has uh, it on their phone, they can still do it virtually. They don't need to have our goggles. They can use any of those virtual reality goggles. And it really kind of just transports you onto the campus um, and makes you 
feel like you're actually there. So we wanted to make it a little more interactive and we're still building on it, which is one thing that's really nice is because this is new technology, it is continually being updated and changed. Um, one thing we're looking to implement um, right now is it's kind of stories. So as someone is going through the campus, they'll actually have different photos pop up and some stories talking about what it is that they're looking at. So we're working with right our campus, sorry, our student ambassadors. Um, and those are actually our students that are hired through admissions that take people on tours. So they were the ones that every single day we have tours of people come to campus. Now with um, the quarantine and everything, we hadn't been having that. So what we're looking to do is, this is a new feature that we were able to do with the company, is we're going to make those live. So they're actually going to invite people to come to the tour and basically take them around. So what they're doing is the person that's running the tour will actually bring you from location to location on campus, but it still allows the viewer to kind of look around and see their surroundings. So it really kind of feels like you're more on a tour instead of just looking at a video because you can only see what's on the screen. You can actually look around. If you have your phone, you can move it around to see, oh, what's in that corner over there? Because think about when you go somewhere and you're looking on a tour, are you looking just straight ahead? No, you're kind of checking out everything around you. And the hope is that people will become more engaged in it because they have the free will almost to kind of look around and see what kind of piques their interest. That's yeah, so cool. that's that's so interesting thinking about all of this in relationship to COVID. I mean, I wonder, like, on the one hand, it's great that you can get the tour experience at a time when everything is kind of shut down. But I'm also sitting here thinking, like, well, I mean, is it kind of just, does it just kind of rub salt in the wound to have this, like, really robust virtual tour of a campus that who knows when you're actually going to get to take classes right. on, Right. Yeah, and it was crazy that it like just happened at the right time. Like we never really got a chance to launch it in the schools for the recruiters to bring them in and have a class and hand out the, the cardboard viewers to like maybe like 10, 15 students at a time. But it also kind of enabled us that, well, maybe someone is a sophomore and they're looking at coming to school in a couple of years, but they live out in Pennsylvania they're not traveling. They're not going to come to New Jersey. So now we can give them this option to say, hey, you can still check it out. We're so close to New York City. Um, so it kind of gives them that option. So I don't know if we're really going to target the people that are coming right now, but it's the people that are still looking, but maybe they're like, well, I want to see the campus, but I'm a little leery about traveling. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that totally makes sense. Uh, thinking back to my days in in admissions at Penn State and all the families that would come into our office having just a lot of them just driven four hours from New Jersey and they're like where the heck are we yep. <laughs> uh, would have been I, I actually think that um, just as I was leaving the office they also used that campus 360 to, to film something yeah. similar and um, you know at least students from cities and and you know non-rural areas can get a sense of like oh yeah there actually are like farm fields and stuff around here so it's not quite as much of a shell shock when they when they get here well we have the opposite because being in newark 
people have preconceived notions of what it's going to look like and what type of campus it's going to be. And it's really, a, it's a very nice campus. It's really beautiful. And I was surprised when I came to campus the first time for when I was interviewing. So it's kind of nice to be able to have that. We have a lot of new buildings. Um, we have one of the largest maker spaces. So it's actually able to bring someone in there um, and actually watch a video while they're doing the tour 360 to see all the machines. So it's really kind of offered up some really good opportunities and we're looking to really kind of expand that. And that's like I said, as we're going through, they keep changing and adding new things into the capabilities. So I know one thing that we're excited to launch when it's ready, probably the end of August, beginning of September, is one thing that's gonna happen is almost, it's like a quiz. So you can have a quiz while you're doing it. So our student ambassadors will really be able to make that as fun and interactive as they want. So they could do it as a scavenger hunt. So it's really kind of making it a little more interactive instead of just on your right, you have this, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's really kind of talking about maybe the makerspace, like asking questions about it, and then you can answer the questions. So yeah, our, um, our virtual tour is not quite that in depth, but we do have, we do have kind of VR features in ours. We use um, Matterport. We, we actually went and scanned a whole bunch of our uh, spaces. There's a, uh, there's a company that helped us um, scan a lot of the interiors of many of our buildings, especially our newer ones. Um, and you can, of course, in the virtual tour, like hop in and do that. But it's not quite the same experience, but it's, it's something like it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, it's a little more homegrown, I suppose, but uh, um, it works. Um, but that's really cool because, you know, bringing, bringing those experiences and it's not just the campus tour itself, but also the information session, um, and, and things like that, um, being able to sit in a classroom and see how professors teach. I mean, those kinds of things aren't possible right now. And I think that, um, I think that technology is really going to allow us, especially with online classes and things like that, um, it's going to allow schools to do some very interesting things that they weren't able to do before. You can at least see what an online class is like, or in some of these hybrid classes where some of the students are there and some of the students aren't, you know, they're still recording it. So you'll be able to, you know, use it in that way. So it's, we live in interesting times for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, let me ask you guys, I was, I've been on some demos lately for different vendors for um, virtual events, you know, speakers or like networking events. Have you have, have either of you found anything like a zoom alternative that that's good to, we were actually engaging? just, we were just looking into that um, because our admissions team is really looking at kind of what are they going to do for the open houses? So I know there was, four or five that they're looking into. Zimi was one of them. Um, I think Project Q or... Um, Platform Q. Platform Q. There yeah. was Zoom. Some people said they were using WebEx and everything, but um, we're trying to look for something. So we're in the process of looking at that right now. We actually use a mix of a couple of things. It depends on the kind of visit that they're doing, but I think right now we're using Blackboard um, Collaborate. Now, I know that sounds interesting to use Blackboard um, because I know, you know, the, the learning system definitely has its quirks. Um, but what's interesting about it, and I think it's kind of fascinating, is that um, 
students are using what they'll be using in class to connect and talk. And, and what's interesting is that it's, it's, it's a link that they can, that, that is sent to them and they can join um, and, and it loads in their browser. So it's, it's very, um, it's actually not bad. Um, we've used it for several things, um, but we also use Zoom too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a site license for that. And um, we've, um, for our visit days and such, uh, we, and even for orientation, we use kind of a mix of YouTube live. Um, we have live sessions where folks are able to, um, where we actually broadcast a Zoom. Um, um, that was fun to put together. Uh, we broadcast a Zoom. There's some pre-recorded videos in it, but there's also a lot of live um, pre-recorded videos, are like the pre-recorded videos that we play during a normal information session. Right. Um, but it's uh, it's been really interesting to try all of these new different things and to find ways to give students the same or prospective students the same, maybe not the same experience, but the same attention that we would give them during a normal, you know, visit day and, and, and something that lasts as long that has the same amount of content um, that, that they can ingest. And some of, and, and the cool thing is, um, and, and I really enjoyed this about our admitted student day, um, they can go back and watch it later. Um, same goes for orientation. They can go back and watch all of their orientation sessions in case they forgot something, which is um, something I guess we could have offered before, um, but not, as easily um, because, you know, recording all of the sessions is not something that is eh, easily done. Um, But when you're already recording it, then it works out great. Yeah. And I know that I I have a couple of friends um, whose parents are are starting, or friends whose kids, excuse me, are are starting college this year. And I just literally was uh, on Facebook before we got on this call. and I saw uh, two or three pictures of there, there must be some orientation or something going on tonight and people have it up on their TV with their glass of wine, like best orientation ever. So I think uh, making a lot of parents happy in this format anyway, normally they'd have to wait until orientation was over to go to the bar, but now they could just start early while it's happening, I guess. They're nice and relaxed and enjoy it and not be not not stressing out about how much it's going to cost or anything. Oh, that's fine. Just take out some. Hopefully, the in-home bar and not the actual. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. That's been a problem in Nashville. Yes. Um, Oh yeah, I bet we we definitely have a bar problem um, in that the bars are mm, places where COVID just loves. They love Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, we're still all. no indoor anything for for food or anything so it's all outdoor yeah we're at like 25 percent capacity i think for restaurants no bars but it's like 25 percent. like what's the point like i mean really uh, you know but yeah it's uh it'll be interesting to see if they open bars in the fall or what that is it was our big arts festival weekend here like two weeks ago and even though the festival didn't happen people still came here to drink like it was happening um and so there were you know pictures going around social media of like long lines and all that and so the the bars got shut down pretty quickly after that i think people come to nashville just to drink <laughs> anyway um yeah, we're our, we're the hub of bachelorette parties i was gonna and... ask are they still going on or are they are they kind of stopped they're still going on you can't see the look, the annoyed look on my face, um, <laughs> listeners, but, but it's there. It's there. And uh, they don't like to wear masks. And you can always tell them because there's, 
usually one with a sash and they're all wearing the same t-shirt. So, or a crown, always a crown. Um, usually they could have had matching masks. They could have had matching masks, but you know, uh, Nashville. I, I actually love the city. Like I love it so much, but sometimes I mean, right. Usually it doesn't bother me, but right now it just kind of does because apparently, you know, pedal taverns are outdoors. So, you know, that seems oh, safer. They seem um, so close together. Uh, and no one actually pedals. See, I've never understood that. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but <laughs> I think the last pedal tavern I did was with Jackie um, a few years ago here in Nashville. And we were with a bunch of people and I swear I was the only one pedaling. <laughs> and you're going down to Mumbrian up a hill and these cars are screaming past you and you're just like, how is this fun? How is this fun? This is not fun. I'm working by pedaling. I'm, there's no way I can drink anything while I'm doing this. And there's cars zipping past me at high speeds. Yeah. Just not a thing that I find fun. <laughs> Well, and don't the drinks like slosh around too? Like if you yeah, and you have to bring your own. Oh. You have to. Br it's not like it's actually a bar. Oh. Like you have to bring your own drinks. Bring your own. Yeah, it's BY. Then now they stop. They like you pedal to the next bar oh, and then you then get you out. And you and drink for like drink ten minutes. Okay. But by the time by the time I get there, I'm like my legs are rubber. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah. You're like dehydrated and that's not good. <laughs> yeah. And guys, that is why living in a tourist city just sucks. Um, but at the same time, the food's good. Yeah. The food is good. We have lots of great restaurants and it's pretty. Nashville's a beautiful city. Um, if you've ever been, you should come. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not Pedal Tavern, but. Mm -hmm. I went once when I worked at um, Random House Children's Books. We had um, a booth at the CMA Festival. So oh, like, yeah. That's a party. Ago. And I remember the one year, it was a heat wave. So everyone that lived there. It's always a heat wave. But it's like, it was a heat wave for you guys that lived there. And so I thought I was going to die. We had our costume characters walking around, Junie B. Jones and uh, Pokey Puppy. And like, I don't know how they didn't pass out because it was just so hot. CMA Music Fest is a music festival that is unlike a lot of music festivals. I mean, it's happening in the middle of the city. That's one thing. But yeah. I mean, when you, you actually get to meet the stars, which is something like country music is, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of country music, but being that I work at Belmont University, it's kind of, kinda, it's kind of a thing um, to, to be surrounded by country music. And I mean, just to prove my point, watch Ken Burns' country music. Like, well, we're a sponsor of it, but um, I, I made the video at the beginning, so that means I, I'm in a wow. Ken Burns. I, I, I'm in every episode of Ken Burns, like at least something that I put together. And anyway, fun fact, um, they mentioned Belmont so many times and the things that, connect, that are connected to Belmont so many times. I'm just like, oh, no wonder why country music is... Um, such a thing. Uh, when Brad Paisley is one of your alums and Minnie Pearl is one of your alums and um, uh, Trisha Yearwood's one of your alums. I mean, it's, it's kind of a thing, you know? Um, humble brag. Um, but, There's some really cute neighborhoods too, like outside of the main like oh, yeah. music row kind of area. I took my first trip to Nashville in 
would have been spring break of 2018 and we stayed in east nashville and went to like some really great dive bars and that was it's like hipster central totally gentrified oh yeah it's pretty granola out there um but no we went to five points and 12 south is that another one yeah 12 Um, south that's right next to belmont's campus actually belmont's campus actually touches um 12 south um but the cool thing i mean the cool thing about nashville and the and and five points five points is great uh, except it was pretty much kind of destroyed um in the tornado in march which is you know the other weird thing about nashville you know two disasters in a row if you count the pandemic as a disaster um mm-hmm. we were just like getting over it. we weren't even over the tornado um and then COVID happened and we were just like oh well that's a double whammy. Um, but I mean, your cities are great too. Newark's a great city. It's, you know, in New Jersey. Um, it is. It's a great location. You know why? Because you're so close to the city, New York City. But you're also- Isn't there a turnpike or something? There's a turnpike. Yep. See what exit you are. But um, we, you can jump right on the, the path train and get right into the city. So that's one of our biggest selling points for students is just the- the sheer location. You've got trains. That public transportation. That's yeah, something that we don't have. Yeah, that's one thing Nashville doesn't have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have it. It's just not good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so you live in a town that's just called College State. State College. Yeah. It's, Whatever. It's, it's a lot of students, but it, it is really great. All the townies say it's way better when they're not here. Um, well, I mean, they haven't been here. It's going to be super weird when they come back this fall. If 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 we get there, who knows? But because they've been gone since March, since yeah. spring break. Um, so yeah, but no, it's it's really you've got mountains, you've got all all kinds of things. But um, Jessica, I wanted to ask you about makeup. I know you're you do makeup on the side. You have your own makeup business, right? I do because. When we're marketers, we have to have what, like five different gigs going on at any given time, right? <laughs> Side hustle, so, yeah. <laughs> no, I've been doing- That's what podcasts are for. Yeah. <laughs> I actually started doing like theater makeup back when I was in high school. And so in college, I um, decided to take a theater makeup cast class and really liked doing all the gore. So what um, kind of sparked my interest was the Asbury Park zombie walk. They were looking for a makeup artist. So I was actually one of the makeup artists with them probably since I think it was this year would be the 11th one, but I'm thinking there's not going to be one this year. So um, being able to do the the special effects makeup is really fun. So I've been published in a zombie book um, with some of my, my makeups that I've done. Um, and we used to do zombie pinup calendars. So we, we enjoyed doing that. Um, the other thing that I did was I used to freelance um, with Bobby Brown Cosmetics. So I used to do wedding makeup. So one of my friends that I always do makeup with when we go to the zombie walk, she really wants me to do a zombie wedding. <laughs> She's like, then we will be done if you can do a zombie wedding. She tells every single person when we are doing their makeup that if you know anybody getting married, she does makeup too. So, yeah, there has to be somebody out there who would want a zombie wedding. I feel like there there has to be. Oh, definitely. I'm going to Google zombie wedding and see. I bet it's been done. So um, uh, you've been published in a zombie book. I don't think that's a phrase I would have expected <laughs> to, to hear. What, is, what does yeah, that mean? It actually was um, a compilation of um, all of our zombie pinup calendars that we did. So it was a lot of fun. 
It was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you Google image search zombie wedding, it's happened. It It's totally happened. <laughs> so do you ever go to conferences? Uh, well, conferences, I don't know. Uh, meetups, I don't know. These kinds of things where, you know, uh, for, for like Dragon Con or, or anything like that to kind of show off um, these kinds of things. Because, you know, cosplay events, I mean, I mean that's kind of what this is a little bit, I guess. Um, do you ever go to anything like that and, and, and you know, I've show been, off your great work? Um, we, the, the girl that put together the book, um, my friend Jess, she actually would sell the book at um, some of the, the horror fests around New Jersey and stuff like that. And one of, and she, I think she went to the... Um, New York Comic Con and had a booth, but um, I never personally did. I would just go and I did a lot of it when I was at Random House. We got to to go to the Comic Cons and sell, so that was a lot of fun. Wow, that does sound like it. I've never been to a Comic Con. I've never gone to any. I went to like one like mini Middle Tennessee anime convention once, um, and it was kind of underwhelming. Personally, yeah. um, I've never but, been to San Diego Comic Con, but um, the New York one's pretty decent. I'm gonna I've been to- around it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Last year or the year before last, I don't remember. We went to hot, not high ed web. It's the other one. EDU web went to the EDU web conference and it happened at the same time as comic-con. Oh, I was and, the one in Philly. Oh, no, no. The one in, uh, the one in, um, San Diego. Okay. That must've been the one before I went to, um, the Philly one last year. I was supposed to go to the one in Utah this year, but mm. no, virtual. Yeah, we, um, uh, me and, uh, yeah, Jackie and I actually did a, actually a, the ep- we actually did an episode of Higher Ed Social, like live. It's like our one live episode of the show. <laughs> um, um, back before, uh, you know, um, things happened. Uh, but it was, um, it was great. And it was interesting because whenever you'd, we'd wander around the city, there's like always stormtroopers. Yep. Like, everyone's a stormtrooper. I, I mean, I get it. I'm a Star Wars fan. I get it. Yep. But at the same time, there's other characters. Um, I'm just saying. I went, to, I went to literal Star Wars land in, you know, Orlando, uh, Galaxy's Edge. And I feel like there were more stormtroopers at Comic-Con. Um, so, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been. I've literally nothing to add to this part of the conversation. <laughs> other than, well, I, I, know. I guess I, I have been in, I've been at other conferences at the same time, I think. So I, I don't know if it was Comic-Con or something like that was happening. And it does feel like you're in this, like a different universe. It's just, yeah, it can be kind of disorienting. But, you know, there's there's literally a conference for everything. I have never, like, ceases to amaze me. I was at... Um, a podcast conference in Orlando last summer and I stayed an extra day at the hotel and right after our conference ended this conference on nail polish came in it was one of, <laughs> I forget what it was what the the product was called but it was one of these like multi-level marketing things and like, oh, all these yeah, people had these yeah. nails and these shirts and they were all done up and they like every third person that I saw asked me if I wanted my nails done <laughs> and because they were all trying to like they're like oh someone we haven't gotten yet but yeah literally a conference for everything when I worked at Opry Mills, which is like the big, um, 
the big mall here in Nashville, um, which is next to the Opryland Hotel. Um, every month they would give us a breakdown of all the conferences that were coming to the hotel. And it's nuts. It's like old ladies with purple hats conference, like every year. Like I worked, I worked in the mall for like three years. Um, I ran a Dell store there and, you know, never failed. Like, I think it was in like September, October, just ladies with big purple hats. That was their, that was their conference. And, and they came, what's that? They're the red hat lady society. Yeah, I guess. Um, and it was always interesting. Um, and you know, that's the same thing to bring it back to higher ed. Um, there's literally a, there's literally a conference for every higher ed profession and, and an association or four for every, and they all have like crazy acronyms that you don't know how to say until someone says it and you're like, Oh, so that's how you say it. Um, um, well, I feel like and, higher ed is one of the industries that people are really willing to help each other out. It's it like, is. Oh, you go to another, uni- you work at another university, you might be, um, we're all going after the same student, but you need help. I'll, here's what I've done. And I've never really been in any industry where competing companies are really so willing to help out and share their information. So, so book publishing was not it. that way? Well, we never really had the opportunity to really, or the need to really reach out and work with the other publishers. So it's a little bit different because you, you get your book and you're, there was always a rule that was like a dollar per um, how many copies are going out and then you're going to market it and everything like that. And you do all the advertising, but there was never a time where it was like, Oh, let's call up penguin and see how they're marketing their kids books yeah. where like for higher ed, I feel it's like, Oh, we need to do open houses and we need to do them virtually. Hey, how's everybody else doing it? And people are just so willing to share and to kind of help everybody out. You know, I, I, I've always loved that about higher ed. I have a feeling that in the next 10 years, that might change. And the only reason I say that is because high school students, there's going to be less of them and competition is going to pick up and we're all going to start actually really competing. Um, And I know it doesn't feel like we do, but you know, and maybe it's just me being pessimistic. I, I don't know, but I, this recession is going to hurt us this year and yeah. it, it might start opening some or closing some eyes. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm curious to see how it is. Um, that was not a happy note. <laughs> um, but it's a realistic note. But I think we should, I think we should live it. I think we should live it up while we can. Yeah. Well, but I mean, in, in some ways, right? Like this podcast is born out of that collaborative spirit, right? You've been, I know 200 and some odd episodes now, Logan, how many of, of people just coming on to talk about what they do and, and we're not the yeah. only higher ed podcast either. There's several others where it's, you know, similar people just being super open and, and super willing to share. And yeah. it might be a little bit that everybody in our industry is just, they like to talk. <laughs> yes, we do. We like to talk a lot um, about a lot of random things. Yes. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but it really feels good. It really feels good to talk to folks like you and just get to know what you do. And, and, um, it always makes me feel happy because, you know, we're all in the boat together one way or another. Yep. We really are. 
Um, our boats might be a little different. You know, sometimes our boats are little sailboats and sometimes our boats are <laughs> huge cruise ships um, but, uh, or aircraft carriers. I don't know. Um, but the one thing that I do know about all of us is that we, and the thing that I've learned out of, I don't know what episodes, 187, 188, something like that. Um, <clears throat> we are all in it, not just to, you know, be creative or to be marketers or to be recruiters or to be, you know, um, teachers, but we're all in this together to change the lives of students, at least in some way, shape or fashion. And that is something that I think is wonderful. Um, and I think that's why we help each other um, is because we're all, we're, we're all, we all at least have the same mission in one way, shape or form. Right. Um, it has to make the world a better place. Indeed. I like that note to end on. That's yeah, I had to like, nice, I had to find it. Yeah. <laughs> There's something Santa Claus going to say, but I'm just not going to say it because we're in a good place right now. So maybe I'll save it for next time. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jessica, for joining us this week. Sure. Thank you for having me. Listeners, head down to higher and get links to the stuff we talked about today and subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us and it lets us know what you think of the show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HES Podcast. Send us a tweet. We love talking to you. And don't forget to let us know if you want to be on the show. Higher Ed Social was created by Jackie Vitrano and Logan Bishop. And we're part of the Connect EDU Network, the first podcast network for higher education. Visit the website connectedu.network and subscribe to some awesome shows no matter where you work on campus. Thanks, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.